Hello and welcome to the Unbound Woman podcast. My name is Neve Ryan and I am your host. I am an embodiment and empowerment coach who focuses on the menstrual cycle, your womb space, your sexuality and your sensuality. Each week, my guests and I will provide you with an episode that is just so juicy. It will make you go, mmm, ah, oh my god, fuck, and yes. So now that I have your attention, let's jump on in. And just you remember, it's my pleasure. Hello everyone, welcome back to the Unbound Woman podcast and I'm really excited because today I have a beautiful guest on and she is all things divine feminine. I absolutely adore her energy. I've had a soul reading from her before and it just, I can't, I can't describe how much of a change and an impact it had on my life. So I decided I wanted to get her onto the podcast because I just think she is going to absolutely blow you away she is just an incredible person I love watching her Instagrams she's always inspiring me sometimes a little triggering but I love that as we know and yeah I'm really hoping that you'll love to listen to this podcast and give us any feedback and hopefully get to know her so Josefina Barrio I think is how I'm going to pronounce it but I'm probably wrong is here with me today and I am going to allow her to tell us how she became her unbound woman hi Josefina how are you hi how are you thank you so much for having me and it's so beautiful to hear you saying about the reading because I love getting feedback for the readings and normally people just don't I never see them again because my <laughs> readings are really like one-off thing and then maybe they come back three or four years later and they get an hour on but it's nice to get uh, like know that about the reading that gave you some impact and an activation I, I prefer to say like Oh, it was. It was really activating, <laughs> especially mm-hmm. around. Um, there was a lot around like ancestral stuff, and I've a tendency to always look back at the past. And one of the things you advised me was like, stop looking. They're they're like it's fine. <laughs> Just mm-hmm. stop looking at them. Move forward. So it was really beautiful, um, and it's really helped me this year. I have to say, and yeah, no, they're really really powerful. So anyone who's listening, get on that. <laughs> I'll put the links in the bio and everything. <laughs> Thank you. So you want me to share a little bit of me? Yeah, if you want to share a little bit about how you became your beautiful unbound woman self mm. that you are. Okay. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> so I my name is Josefina Barrio. I am from Argentina and I came to Ireland thir- 13, 14 years ago. And um, I feel like my motherhood was like my really like pathway towards femininity. And um and it started when I was like 10. So when I was very, very young, I always knew that I wanted to be a mother. And that's the only thing I want to do. And um, for me, like I'm at the eldest of seven children with my twin sister. So for me, like motherhood was presented in a very raw, natural thing. And that's what I always wanted to do. And that's what I want to be. And there was never any kind of um, negative feeling around it in my environment where I was growing up. So, um, personally, I was always very feminine and I liked that power, but I had lots of shame around it. So growing up with like a Catholic environment, I was ashamed of my sexuality, my sexual needs and uh, ashamed of like showing my 
my true self and exploring and doing all the things. So I I feel like since very, very young, I was like lying to myself and to others about who I was in that way. Uh, but the motherhood part was like a, a part, a way that I could um, be truthful because it was the truth as well. Because obviously the, the the umbrella of the divine feminine is so big and there's so many aspects of it. Uh, but I feel like some some are celebrated and some some are not. And it they both depend where you are because culturally, like some parts are celebrated, some are not. So the environment I was in was celebrating motherhood and like uh, that you didn't have to like even have a full-time job, you could be a home, a home stay mom and that was celebrated and pregnancy was celebrated, breastfeeding was celebrated. So that was a positive thing. Um, but the interesting thing that happened for me is that I had my first son in Argentina. He's 14. And then I moved to Ireland when he was six months. And when I arrived into Ireland uh, with my partner who is Irish, um, he loved about me all those feminine traits and when I came to Ireland uh, with him I started to feel my feminine energy suppressing I asked and I never even questioned it there was no an example would be like okay in Argentina everyone breastfeeds it's not a question if you breastfeed or you don't it's like there's no judgment if you are giving a bottle you're giving a bottle if you're breastfeeding you're breastfeeding there's no there's no really like question around it and there's yeah. no judgment. Yeah, it's about nourishing your child, right? <laughs> so yeah. it's obviously getting that nourishment where it doesn't matter, you know. Yeah, and not only that, your the the beautiful thing is that people that can't or they decide to do give a bottle, they're not judged. Okay. Um so when I came to Ireland, uh, my first experience of me suppressing my femininity was me being ashamed of wrestling because I was being um, in the shopping center would be looked at weirdly. I could see that people were uncomfortable. And then that was a pathway slowly to suppressing my own femininity in the last 10 years of, um, in those next 10 years. And, oh my God, I can go. I, I feel like I should stop and you can ask me questions. But one of the, just to finish it up in that topic, um, I had to lose myself to find myself again. And um, four years ago, as I reconnected with my intuitive gifts, I started to reclaim by, back that like feminine power and not be ashamed of it more than anything. So I can share more about that, but we can maybe. Yeah, sorry, that's beautiful. <laughs> I'm trying oh. not to cry. I'm also very, very close to my bleed for anybody who's listening to this. So I, I, <laughs> today, I got my bleed today. Oh, so. I'm waiting. <laughs> I'm like, it's so, it's so close. And I'm just like, I'm a bit of an emotional wreck anyway, but that's, okay. it's interesting because when you said that about before you even got to you had moved to Ireland and what you started to feel obviously I was brought up Catholic and what I found interesting was when you spoke about like it was okay to breastfeed and be a stay-at-home mom and I <clears throat> I was sitting on this side being like well Ireland's a very Catholic country and our experience here on Irish land is so different as you said shaming women who are breastfeeding and that still happens today in Ireland it's still rampant and it was just interesting when you said that <clears throat> that that came into my head and then that was the story you were going to tell me I was like yeah and it's it's sad you know and it's it's amazing when we open back up to that that our femininity how or when we're open in our femininity how threatening that can be to those who can't receive it mm -hmm. 
Yeah, and femininity has been something that has been suppressed. And I am not a feminist. Um, I feel like also, um, I always say like to my clients, it's a pendulum. So like femininity, feminism went all the way to the opposite side that it's mm, women in their masculine energy. So it's just like, it's okay. It had to happen for us to get rights. And in some countries that still needs to be happening because women have don't have basic rights. But us that have the basic rights now and can really speak for ourselves, it's important that we bring that pendulum, pendulum back to center. And instead of stepping into the masculine energy so we can speak to ourselves, uh, speak up for ourselves, bring our energy back into our divine feminine power which is not, you can't even compare it to the masculine power because it's its own. It's like comparing a dog and a cat. There's, they're, not, they're not the same. They're all beautiful. They have their own unique gifts, their own divine, divine qualities. But it's so important that we bring, as women, we don't lose that connection with our, with our divine power because it's our essence and it's what brings complete alignment in all parts of our lives, even, even our business, uh, even our success and our like ease. So I'm so passionate about like getting women to like bring that, bring themselves back to that energy because there, I, I see so many women struggling with burnout, with, um, with all these health issues, um, which are those, those women, unfortunately, the ones that have most of the health issues are the ones that are more, the most far away from their intuition uh, because the body is screaming like, like so you have to stop you have to listen um and then really tapping into that connecting yourself back to the divine feminine energy and it it's layers and layers and layers it's not from one day to another um and i lost track of what i was saying but um <laughs> that's all right it's because you're right though it like the the divine feminine i think and this is something I, I have yet to speak out about, and I'm glad you brought it up because maybe it's my time now to talk about it, is about this feminist movement. And mm. of course, feminism was needed at one point in time. It was to get us our rights, our, our you know, to lift a veil off some of the suppression that we were feeling. Yeah. But it feels like it's gone so deep into the other side of almost like wanting power over men or mm -hmm. man-hating and mm -hmm. it's like that's not what the role was for and as you said the world is constantly swinging on this pendulum and we have to bring it back to the center and where we have stepped first let's say in in certain countries we've stepped first to be provided with the rights to continue on it's now our turn to come mm -hmm. back into the balanced feminine and masculine energies rather than so that when other countries come out and they come through it, they have almost like a, a guidance mm -hmm. system, <laughs> if that makes sense, okay. to help them step into their power. Because, you know, I see it a lot in the world where I feel that the disempowered masculine energy is power over. It's mm. control, it's fear. Whereas a empowered balanced energy along with empowered feminine energy is very nourishing. It's very, mm. I want you to have power with me. It's mm -hmm. not, you know, it's not power over, it's not suppression. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's interesting because um, like when I tap into the energy of Mother Earth, mm -hmm. um, Mother Earth is matriarchal. Matriarchal, how do you say mat matriarchy? Is it ma um, oh a matriarch? Yeah. Mat and matriarch. I'm, I'm very bad at spelling that word in English. So <laughs> the mother energy is that energy. So 
we as women are when we're not stepping into our divine feminine energy we are doing a disservice to the earth and to the men as well in the earth so because our role is so important when we are in our divine feminine energy that what it's doing is like it's affecting also the masculine energy and because it's not there's no balance in both energies so i do do you want me to share a little bit about what healthy feminine energy is and maybe what healthy masculine is that's exactly what i was just about to ask you we're on today (laughs) okay so healthy like i like doing the versus one versus everyone so if you if you think of the healthy feminine energy you can also add on to this because there's so many aspects so the feminine energy is like self-nurturing is intuitive and emotionally intelligent it's authentic and empowered which is something that people think when you think of like divine feminine energy it's like oh you're it's weakness and you're submiss it's completely opposite it's authentic and empower empowered it's collaborative and also supportive so non-judgmental and it's connected to natural nature and spirituality so they're, they're the kind of main things. And I, I I really want to put the emphasis on the empowered because a lot of people confuse the divine feminine energy with weakness as submissiveness. Yeah. And then the healthy masculine energy is courageous and assertive. It's responsible and it's kind of accountable so you can really trust it. And also it has a balance of logic and intuition that maybe as women we have more like the into intuitive and emotionally intelligent, but the men has that, the masculine energy has that logic and intuition. And then also the strong and yet passionate kind of willingness. And one quality of the masculine energy that I love is like the balanced action and reflection. So those are like, I always like call, put them as a main. And apart from these being qualities of a healthy masculine and a healthy feminine, these are energies that we all have in us. But what happens when a woman is in in is not balanced in their healthy mass feminine energy is that she is taking too many of the qualities of the healthy masculine. Also, there's n- n- unhealthy patterns, but uh, will I feel like I like focusing only on the healthy ones. And then the same with men. And we have a problem now in humanity that men are too much in their feminine energy, and then we as women cannot lean onto the men because they're in their divine feminine energy and we need that container of masculinity so we can't surrender into the divine feminine energy because we don't have that divine container which it's uh it will only come that container will only arrive to you when you arrive into your feminine energy yeah so so women that are attracting feminine men not feminine i would be like i would say like men that are more in the divine feminine energy they are not ready fully in the divine feminine energy because they would be attracting those men that are in their healthy masculine because a man in their has health healthy masculine energy wants a woman in their healthy divine energy a hundred percent and it's so interesting because i've seen this right um so my other half like you know i mean nobody's perfect neither of us are but like he's very much a masculine energy for me and he loves when I'm in my feminine energy and he holds that container now I can hold my own masculine too but it's nice within the container that we can do that for each other and he struggles to find any form of men's circles that he really resonates with because like that he finds them very 
the men are very much in their deep form of feminine energy and he's very much like I want I want to empower men you know and I see this all the time where like a lot of my friends are like oh I want I want a guy who can do all this kind of stuff with me and does the spiritual stuff and is into crystals and that kind of stuff and I'm like yes of course you can definitely have somebody who's who loves that and is in their masculine energy but what's happening is they're actually calling in men who are actually deeply in their divine feminine because that's that's what they can trust because they don't under like for me it took me a very long time to understand that Liam's processing of things is incredibly different to mine and for a long time an old coach of mine used to basically tell me that that meant we were incompatible that he wasn't doing the work whereas actually when I took a step back and looked I was like actually no he is we just do it very differently um than the other person and now I'm starting to see that show up in the collective of women now being like oh actually my masculine man processes things differently to me mm-hmm. and yeah and that's the important part of like as women being able to step into our divine feminine energy we need sisterhood and we need community and we unfortunately because of this disconnection that's going on in the world uh, ancestrally and our primal need as woman is to gather talk process and connect and because that has been um slowly kind of getting lost families are getting smaller then we're seeking that in our partner so we're looking for something in our partner that that he doesn't need to be giving us and of course we get support and love from our divinely masculine man but it it doesn't have to be in that way and when when we start looking for in him we are looking for something that's wrong in the relationship because of that and then we lose sight of what we really need which is like sisterhood and connection and understanding he only needs to understand you and the only way he can understand is you by you maybe teaching him about what the energies are like educate like educating him gently um but something that like my clients have you know you talk to someone and it takes many many sessions to get to for them to realize what's going on there no we're having a great relationship we're great blah 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 and then suddenly he comes into the room you're having a session and he comes in and then she tells him something and you're like no you're micromanaging him um so like little things so they're not aware a lot of women are not aware that because maybe they are in their feminine energy but they're in the mother feminine energy with their husbands so they're micromanaging and mothering them and even if um as a mother, there's I call it the the queen energy. The queen energy is somebody that sits and tells you know you tell people you organize things. You're like it's a it's a masculine trait in the feminine energy that you're like as a queen you're there managing things and really like overseeing things. So you have, you're in in that powerful role, but it can you can lean too much towards that by managing a mother your mother in your partner. And when that happens, you are taking away his masculinity. Yeah. So. So it's in, in the case of like you as a woman, if you're in a relationship and you feel like you're unhappy, notice how you're taking away his masculinity, how you're not letting him do the things that he needs to do because because, because you, you're always thinking that you can do it better and you are t- like telling him, no, you you, are, you don't know how to give the bath to the kids. I'm going to do it or telling him or shut I see it all the time. Yeah. Um, and I see it in a car park you know, like, you know, you're just like seeing it all the time around you. So like, I think 
And I'm, it's, this is not a, a war against women, but I think women really need to start like going inward and saying, okay, how am I acting in a way that it's not, not allowing my man to be the provider and much emotional, not only um, like not, I don't talk only about money, um, but that, that you can provide me with the container that I need so he can feel that important role that he needs to be filling. Yeah, in our- that is completely it because, you know, at the beginning when I came into this relationship and I openly talk about um, our relationship mm-hmm. and when I came into this relationship first like I had a lot of issues around like you know my mum was a stay-at-home mum which I was really lucky to have but mm-hmm. she ran the household my dad was in control of the finances but it was a very kind of you know she was doing one job and da- my dad was doing the other and for me for a very long time I almost resisted that role I was almost like I'm not going to be like that and I'm going to have my own money and I'm going to look after myself and it was almost like I was trying to be my own man (laughs) I was Mm. trying to be the man I wanted if that makes sense and then when Liam and I got into this relationship I went very codependent Mm. and very quickly but it became that of like I was doing everything from a space of almost resentment because I was like oh you know I'll just do all the cleaning but then when I'd ask him to do it like yeah yeah I'm busy I'll do it in half an hour I couldn't leave that half an hour without having to go do it. And Mm -hmm. what happened there was I started to get angry with him and resentful. Now, there are still times of the month, (laughs) depending on where I am, that that can still come through. But I've, over the last while, really softened into like, okay, he said he'll do it. I have to trust him that he's going to do it when he's ready or when he's finished work or whatever it is. And as you said, it's not this micromanaging, but then also being resentful because mm. I watch that play out in so many relationships, like not even my, my direct parents, but in like, in general, let's say my friends, parents, along with like aunts, uncles, all of this kind of thing where the women would always give out about the men about like, Oh, and he does nothing. And like, you know, I'll just bat the kids because as you said it's just easier but then there's that form of resent and it's like but you chose that (laughs) you chose that (laughs) and that responsibility taken when you point that to somebody they go oh no Mm -hmm. no that's not true Mm -hmm. um but as you said it's us looking internally being like well where was I not in my divine feminine of allowing masculine to come in and do what he needs to do yeah there's so it, you know, we get together with our partner very young. We know we we go into relationship with um with the version of ourselves who is that person when we go into a relationship. You know, like there's so much um limiting beliefs and things that we are not purposely doing. Everyone's doing the best they can, and the person that you come with, you don't come on your own. You come with like ancestral. Uh, lineages and you come with all this like karma and all these uh, also like the environment you grew up the the people around you the examples um that you were graced and even the tv like there's so much um the the shows the music everything there's so much influencing us and really um trying to explore the limiting beliefs and your patterns and really getting to know yourself is the way that you can slowly start peeling the layers of like why and when and how. And look, sometimes your relationship gets better. Sometimes if you're single, sometimes you meet someone, sometimes you separate, sometimes uh, you like 
recover and you get to know each other the same in a different way. Like there's so many different examples, uh, but the, the important thing is that you need to tap into how you are and why are you doing things, you know? So like that, that's what I feel like exploring condition beliefs is one of the most important ways to start because you can reflect on societal belief and expectations that you have been internalized yeah. about femininity. Yeah. So we have all these ideas about femininity and we're like, no, I'm not going to do this. Oh, no, that's not. Oh, she's a feminist. Oh, no, she's not a feminist. Or like, she's weak. You know, like we're always like judging and we're judging ourselves, we're judging others. So like questioning everything, it's like the start to healing. Just yeah. like, why? why? Why do I have these beliefs that are influencing this perception of myself, about femininity? Yeah. Like challenging all the limiting beliefs, challenging, like getting to know yourself in a ancestral way. Like notice like where you grew up, who are your grandparents? Like what, what was their example of femininity? Why am I thinking like that? Why do I feel like I'm not enough if I don't work full time? Why do I feel if I'm, I'm not enough if I am only a stay-at-home mother? All these things that that, uh, that come up for me personally. Um, I was a stay-at-home mom and I started to feel guilty about being a stay-at-home mom because everyone started to ask me at the school gates, the mom especially, and gra and my um um mother-in-law used to ask me what do you do all day like are you not bored I, was, I had five kids under eight at that time my stepkids and I was busy with the kids and I was happy home owner and a homemaker and I started to feel not enough because of the environment around me and I was like oh maybe I should be doing something maybe I should be doing like starting something new or whatever so when look that path brought me back to myself I became a yoga teacher one reason I became a yoga teacher is because I was like oh I got I'll I'll do a two-year training so I have something for myself yeah and that was 10 years ago and there's no mistake anything everything that happens happens for a reason yeah. uh, but the path my path started from uh not feeling like I was enough because other people were telling me in my environment you're not enough only being a homemaker and, and raising your children is not enough. That's what I was getting all the time. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. And it's funny because I hear both sides of the, the spectrum because I hear it from some clients where they're like, you know, oh, I'm being told I'm not enough because I'm, ju I'm just, just a stay-at-home mom. But then if they go back, the women who work full-time are then being told that they're not great moms because they have their kids constantly with nannies and mm -hmm. this. And it's like, it's this, it comes back to this thing of we can't win with the narrative and the reason mm -hmm. is because we're not supposed to we're supposed yeah. to find our own we're supposed to soften in and go well what is it I would really love to do because the mm -hmm. idea of me setting up my business is that eventually I would love to be able to continue working but also I'm very much happy to raise our children when we have them you mm -hmm. know because I love that idea and I'm I'm the same I'm the eldest of five kids so I understand um, and I've always wanted to be a mum. You know, now I have endometriosis, so we don't know if that's, you know, long-term possible, but it is the, the the desire is there. So I completely understand this idea where, you know, it's like I, for years I was going to be that boss bitch. You know, I was climbing the corporate ladder really quickly in my 20s and I was doing really well for myself, but I was burnt out and I was miserable. And I was like watching other women trying to manage having children 
um, and doing that, but also afraid to ask to go part time because they thought that wasn't what the narrative wanted us to do. Um, and I, I could see how so many of them would come back to work after their six months off and they'd really miss their kids, mm. you know, they'd really miss their children. That was their feminine energy wanting to mother, mm. you know. That urge to like to separate from your child, to detach, even like breastfeeding, um, when you have the pressure from society to stop breastfeeding and you maybe don't feel like it, maybe you want to do two years, but you feel like everyone's telling you, oh, like she's not sleeping or he's not sleeping, maybe you need to give them a bottle or maybe you need to um start like winning them off. There's all these external see all the external the external judgment from others wouldn't affect us if we if our past wounds were healed so when all of these things happen to us we wouldn't react unless we had something in us that is telling us that it's not enough and that we can do it so that's why it's so important to kind of reflect also on past experiences uh, or traumas that has have affected us this um relationship with femininity and i talk about femininity only because after years of coaching and years of like doing it to, to work and body work as a yoga teacher as I look at the 360 of everything nutrition body soul mind at the end of the day what brings you into full alignment is being full alignment with the divine feminine energy so like what I'm I'm not going to recommend somebody to go and have a don't go on a diet if you really didn't tap into all these aspects because everything's going to come on its own you're going to find love with your body love with your essence through connecting with your feminine energy as a woman um and um and the and it's really about like going in and getting to know yourself it's so fun to get to know yourself yeah. like you really embrace your authentic self and you can even doing this podcast us talking about these things we do, we're here just because we've been doing the work for many years and now we're like in a space that we can talk about our own experience knowing that our people maybe not like it or like it and um not worrying about the judgment of the outside world and really leading a life from your authentic self-expression without worrying about what other people are going to think and that's that's feminine power that's like assertiveness and like self self regu self-regulated and self-made energy yeah a hundred percent and that's that's why I love working with the womb space and all the sensual sexual energy that I work with myself. Like that's why, because it is all a very feminine energy. You know, see, they can have, as we know, the masculine parts to them, but for us as women, for us to align into that, like sensuality is such a big thing of the divine feminine. And it's because with sensuality, you learn to, as you said, fall in love with your body, just how it is, you know, and I've for many years struggled with my body and I won't lie, I still have days. I mean, if I'm in my, well like my last few days of my luteal phase, <laughs> all bets are off. <laughs> like there's there's no amount of positive talk that's going to help that. Um, but we I need to talk about that. Yeah. yeah, and like I've just struggled with it my whole life, but I've realized that this is the longest relationship I'm going to have. This is the, I've been saying it over the last few days to clients, this is the greatest love story I'm going to have and that's with me. And uh, Neve, the struggle you, you you mentioned, I have struggled with this all my life. Mm -hmm. You have struggled with this all your life because you were taught yeah. to hate yourself and not love yourself. Yeah, we are being taught 
to reject ourselves and to not love ourselves and really hard to take away that self-limiting belief that limiting belief and that like self it's like self-harming that we've been doing to ourselves since we're teenagers since we have the ability to recognize I have an example of me being 10 and my uncles and aunties family around me commenting woman okay and saying oh god no she's satellite or like oh my god she's amazing look at her like she's a a perfect woman long legs blonde uh cameron diaz or what something like that so you grew up as a 10 year old looking at this person that you admire this man and he's saying all these things and you look at yourself and you're like i'm dark skin brown hair big hips bum so you instantly start like starting this relationship with yourself that you're not loving yourself unconsciously you don't know that. so like it's a really difficult relationship to change but I would I would like go further and say like I don't think we need to love ourselves I think in in, a, in that deep way I think we need to nurture ourselves so no matter how we feel how we it's like are you going to be grateful if you have everything or if you have nothing we need to be grateful when we have ever when we when for just being it's the same with our bodies we yeah. we find that self-love which I, i'm not really crazy about the the word love when we learn to nurture ourselves and our bodies no matter what's going on um, and that's how the gratefulness come in it's like i'm grateful for to breathing yeah and i am grateful whether i have money today or not have money and the same is with our body so like trying to nurture yourself no matter what daily taking care go go for that walk even if you don't feel like it even if you feel like that you don't want to put those tights because you can see the cellulite on the side and I really don't feel comfortable me myself blah 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 all these self-thoughts that we have um and and it's really about putting those practices in that you're nurturing yourself in a way that it's it's supportive of you and um I can go on all the different tools that we can use but I love that because it is it's so true you know it's um was it Layla Martin I heard on her podcast she has said a few times that the great they no longer need to burn the witches because teaching women to hate themselves has been something that has it is the better tactic of keeping us suppressed oh my god I want to talk about that (laughs) yeah (laughs) because I'm I always um say we are in such a fight with men but the worst enemies for us are women. We're against each other. Yes. Well, we are they all, all the trauma that I have, or all, all the 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 negative feeling about me being whoever I am in my femininity comes from women. Yeah, a hundred percent. Grandmothers or or um, women in the school, like they are the ones that that have like negatively affected my ability to be in my divine feminine energy that's why we need to be doing this work so we can create a container for women to come to us so we can actually let them be in their feminine let them shine let them find pleasure and sensuality without judgment yeah a hundred percent and that's it it, like it's it's crazy and I I understand where it comes from and actually I spoke about this in my first women's circle that I had on Mm -hmm. Sunday in the new center Mm-hmm. And I said to women, I was like, you know, we didn't mean to pit ourselves against each other. That happened when um, kind of 
arranged marriages became a thing like when our only survival in this world came down to being married to a man a marriage is a beautiful construct but it became a requirement for our survival because we didn't have access to money or bank accounts or jobs or food let's say because mm -hmm. we had to be married off so for us we were in competition with each other naturally because we needed to get the husband we needed to Absolutely. survive so it's it's so ancient this wound and it can't like not that it can't heal it completely can but we need to start opening up to healing that wound because I think so many of us think it's maybe this generation and last generations but it's not it goes the whole way back mm. even before witch trials happened yes you know yeah. Um, and again, that was another one where women turned on women to protect our families during the witch trials. You know, Absolutely. if I sell her out, my family is safe. And that's what a mother does, right? She protects in that way. Obviously, maybe not turning her best friend in, but, you know, in the idea yeah. of like she was trying to protect in a world that she couldn't control. Absolutely. And we couldn't work. So we depended on on being with someone that would provide. So it was really like a survival mechanism, which is an amazing quality of the divine feminine. We yeah. can survive anything. We can be reborn many, many times. Mm -hmm. And it's a beautiful um it's a beautiful quality. That's why there's so many aspects, healing tools that we can use in this journey towards like discover our divine feminine from like coaching to going to healings. Uh, do, going to like soul retrievals doing cacao ceremonies like doing yoga doing there's so much we can be doing doing it learn about tantra like tantra is a powerful tool towards <laughs> towards like connecting with your essence um tantra is not only about um uh, tantric sex at all uh what many people think but also it's an important tool and it's just let's talk about sexuality I feel like we need to tap into <laughs> I was waiting for it I was like she will go there <laughs> yeah yeah so like something interesting like I would like to share about a personal experience and how um the body shame also that can it can be linked with with um with how we treat our body so for many many years for me personally since I started um having um sex with men I had lots of shame around it because I was taught in my Catholic upbringing that you were a slut if you did it before your marriage, blah, blah. It never stopped me from doing it, but it did give me this feeling of shame after. Um, and I never respected myself in the process in the way that I was doing it just for the sake of doing it. And because we were meant to do it, yes, I liked it, but I never like took it as a sacred thing to to do with a partner in a loving way and the empowerment of women ruined the sacred sexuality experience for us women because uh, we were trying to break from that religious upbringing and we're like I don't care I'm gonna go and if I want to sleep with three guys I'll go and sleep with three guys you know so like it, it kind of it moved us away from that divine feminine power of being in that tantric sensual connection in our relationships and with ourselves yes most yeah. importantly right yeah so when we learn to heal that part of ourselves that it's and for me that happened like of learning that religion really fucked me up sorry can we can i say that word so, yeah you can curse away <laughs> yeah. Go right so, ahead. 
<laughs> me up in a way that I wasn't like really being fully present in the experience yeah. in a separate way, but I was just like performing and having some pleasure just to get the pleasure. Yeah. For me, learning that really allow me to connect with my divine feminine energy because I realized that it's a sacred thing and maybe there's something to be said about religion how they make sure that they teach you not to do it but it's too extreme they don't teach us the why yes. um, but there is a sacredness around our sexuality and our pleasuring ourselves but it needs to start with practices that are like nurturing and also getting to know ourselves personally so I know you're the expert in this area so I would love to hear from your side yeah and I think this is where a lot of women as you said this is where the the lines get crossed where when we talk about sacred sexuality I think a lot of people get triggered by that word of like oh it's that mean we can't have sex outside of marriage and I'm like no that's not that's not the truth the truth is that it as you said it's about being connected to yourself it's about understanding where you are craving that sexual connection from is it fulfilling a wound or is it that you actually just want pleasure? Are, are you aware of the sacredness? You know, because at the end of the day, particularly women, but this can also be on the male side as well, but particularly for women, we cannot cut off that connection. You know, I, I've been the woman who's done plenty of one night stands and I can tell you maybe the first time with a lot of alcohol, I can just get over it and move on. But it was like, if I went back a second time, let's say I knew at that point an emotional connection was happening. And that's when, like with men, I think they can shut that down inside themselves. We can't. We pretend mm. we can, but we can't. So mm. for us, it's about learning that sacredness of allowing people into the womb space because we hold that energy because particularly in heterosexual relationships, obviously it's different in other relationships, but any relationship where we have one penetrator and one receiver, mm. when you're penetrated, you take energy you receive energy so what happens then is that stores in the womb space if it's not aligned with this depending on what kind of energy it is if we're not cleansing the womb space if we're not allowing it to move out that gets stored so within sexuality we have to be a lot more how do I say intuitive and aware mm -hmm. of what we are allowing into our space it's like any form of energy it's so sacred and like you say for me I never I was never really into one I, I think I one night stands were never my thing and I thought I was weird because I again I had this pressure from the outside world that you need to be like oh just do it and all of that so um so yeah like realizing that actually my intuition was telling me this is a sacred Thing. and it doesn't mean that you're going to marry this man or that you are going to go crazy and attach yourself forever but I need you need that connection to be special intentional and safe yeah so the safety in that person really appreciating you taking care of you loving you even if it's loving you for a few months you know like it doesn't matter um it's just like you respecting yourself enough in in that sacred way that you're like no actually I'm not letting everyone anyone in my energy in my soul I really believe that uh, intercourse really takes when when you connect with someone they kind of take away a little bit of your soul with them so we kind of blend our souls so yeah. there's a, a lot of like um there's a lot of connection there that 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 goes with the other person as well so it's so we have to be very careful I feel in who we do it with and um 
how we allow that person to come into a space and why we do it like asking yourself why exactly and that's the questioning and it's even with our own selves like you know I have worked with clients where obviously I work with pleasure that's what I do sacred sexuality pleasure it's, it's what I love and like you know sometimes my clients will be really into the pleasure practices and I'll I'll watch from afar for a while in terms of like they'll come back and they'll report and eventually I'll be like so what are you trying to escape because they're using the pleasure to bypass what they're feeling because it makes them feel better so it's like learning your patterns even in that of like you know I'm going to turn to the short-term pleasure of it because it will make me feel better in this moment because I feel crap rather Mm -hmm. than allowing the embodying the the bad emotion or the no such thing as a bad emotion but as Mm -hmm. the comfortable emotion and then like okay let me embody that let me see that out what is it about and then if you want to move into pleasure do Mm. and you're using it to avoid but it's like these pleasure practices it's all about learning about your body like Mm. the practices I provide at the beginning particularly isn't not that it's not for couples but I don't recommend it in the couple if that makes sense you need to get to know yourself first and that's something that we're not taught ever like I remember the first time I stared at my own my own vulva at my own <laughs> like and, and I I've talked about that online and people are like why would you do that <laughs> and I'm like because it's my body part <laughs> well if you go to ancient cultures they worship the penis and they worship the vulva you know like it's uh it's uh it's it's they're sacred yeah. they're we create so one thing that I've learned also about like pleasure and um, sensuality is that the energy of the woman, like that sacred energy is creation, right? Yes. And that sexual feeling that we have, the let's say horniness and that feeling that when you want to uh, pleasure yourself and you want to be with someone, if you tap into that energy without wanting to achieve anything and without wanting to finish, let's say, you can create so much and you can manifest so much for your life. The thing is that when we tap into that uh, energy, a lot of them we're in a rush. We're like desperate to kind of ah, kind of yeah. go with it and allow it to kind of lead us. So it's it ends up controlling us. Yeah. But it's an interesting way to play with the energies of control and flow in that way because we can really allow ourselves to control that energy that's inside inside of us to create other things so I always like like to uh, suggest to my clients to next time you feel like you want to go and pleasure yourself whether one yourself or with uh, a, a partner why don't you just go and create something else why don't you go and like go on, if you're a coach go and create a course go and like do pottery or something like do something with yourself you will be amazed how that energy is not only meant there to uh, pleasure yourself or sexually you know so it's a a creative energy as well yeah oh well that's it's life force energy right so it's the creation of life and like that's I mean that's why the womb space is so powerful as is the penis but particularly the womb space it's like it's that portal or that cauldron of creation that we have and when we feel that energy move it's like oh okay and as you said instead of maybe going for sex or self-pleasure it's like well why don't you create from that space and when you have that relationship with your 
sexual energy and your desires because that's what it creates it creates your desires mm-hmm. your life starts to change in front of you like one of the authors I love to work with is Mama Gina mm. and she talks I about the, oh, she's amazing and she always my first book that kind of I was like pussy everybody has to read the book pussy please everybody everybody like it's just I recommend it to a few friends of mine and they probably will listen to this and they're like no 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 I'm not ready for this I was like yeah you're ready you'll be ready (laughs) yeah and like she's just she's amazing but my favorite thing she talks about is GPS which is great pussy in the sky and it's every time you can't make a decision ask her (laughs) ask the pussy because she is pleasure driven she is desire driven she's intuitive so the only thing she's ever going to drive you towards is something that's going to light you up rather than something that's going to dim you and keep you safe or yeah in like the comfort space that you currently are in um and I every time I speak to anyone or I speak to clients and I'm like but what is the GPS system saying (laughs) you know um and you're right it's that beauty of connection with our own selves as well and also I think when people feel turned on in terms of their sexual energy and it comes online the first thing they want to do is expel it and exchange their other halves Mm -hmm. as you said why not keep it for yourself it's almost like oh I have to share this because I can't hold it it's very actually hold it and work Mm. it exactly yes and it's beautiful to talk about this topic because I feel like as women there's not many women out there allowing themselves to have pleasure so the, and that's a, that's a wounded feminine. The wounded feminine, it's a victim, it's burnout, uh, she does everything for everyone else, she, she's, she's like in a resentful energy. And it, it's a really like easy pathway towards connecting a little bit. If you're a beginner and you want to just like say, okay, let me connect with this feminine energy, it's like go towards pleasure. Like, let's see what it, what it, what it will happen to you if you actually start playing and bringing pleasure into your life and joy and like those energies start connecting obviously there's much more that we need to do work-wise but if you want to keep it simple and not to shadow um to not, not go into the shadows at the beginning like tapping into that pleasure tapping into joy into that inner child into creating creating like as one we need to be creating if yeah. we're not creating it doesn't need to be like a, a painting it can be creating a program creating like yeah. uh designing a space creating a a, a web page creating a retreat event or anything we need to create as woman we in that, if you want to be in that divine energy creation is part create you you don't need to have babies no as long as you're creating something yeah yeah and use that energy and i think that's what has dimmed a lot of women like we go into these corporate roles and there's not a lot of creation in there or we don't see it as creation because there yeah. are times I mean the the corporate role I'm in part-time there is creation there because I'm creating training so right now that fills me up because I'm creating something and you know yeah. that feeling right when you're in that corporate space and you're creating something where that's like something it doesn't matter for you if it brings you if you gives you that feeling of like oh, I'm creating something and then you're like there immersed for like two hours three hours like creating something you know that feeling it's like fulfillment exactly and like I think a lot of women aren't seeing that in maybe their day-to-day jobs because they don't understand about their creation energy because we're not taught 
we're not mm. taught about it you know when people are are artsy or into creation as kids like I was like I loved coloring books I was also here mm. and um, I loved mosaic clay like I came away from all of that at a very mm. age um because I wanted to do cooking and my parents yeah. wouldn't let me um so they forced me into art and I just didn't want to be there anymore so I, yeah. I completely pushed it away but I was never taught the importance of learning to be creative you know like being out there and it's almost like a man's instinct to hunt right like yeah. men hunting women I know it's terrible but like going after mm-hmm. women sometimes is the exciting part and when let's say they get the woman they're no longer excited by it mm-hmm. because they don't understand that that's a a natural instinct within yeah. them mm-hmm. um, and and there's no other way in this world to expel that and it's the same for us it's like where else can we create and I think with all of us having so many issues with the womb space like mm-hmm. I'm very aware of where mine comes from um, and yeah. trauma is karmic um it's a karmic contract that I did lift but you know I'm still working with it in this life and I was told at a young age that having kids might be a no and for a very long time I grieved that but ever since I've understood my creation energy I'm like well yes maybe I might not be able to bring kids into the world but that doesn't mean I can't create a better world for other kids yeah I just an as an intuitive reader can I say something yeah, I don't think you should even entertain the thought of not being able to have kids. Yeah. Yeah. And that's not even an option. Mm. Energetically, you are already putting like a limiting belief there by yeah. you saying even that out into the world. Yeah. So yeah. I love that. <laughs> I'm yeah. right up with that now. <laughs> I <can't remember>. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And it, it's funny because that, that's another thing with um the feminine energy. And I think it's everybody in general, but the feminine is very, not only intuitive, but she's magical and she creates mm. through her words. And that's why there's so many beautiful languages out there in the world, like um the Irish language. Um, if you actually go to like, before they start bringing mainstream terms into it, if you go back to like older Irish language, it's all about magic. It's all about casting spells. Yeah. Like it's how we create poetry. And I think there's a lot of ancient languages in this world. So they're the same. And we don't realize that what we speak is so powerful. And what the the possibilities that are there and how your life can change and how you can change energetically, physically, by you just like staying in a frequency that will align with the person or the life that you it's not that you want the life. I don't even think that we want a life, that we're greedy. I think we are all intuitive that we have a vision and we kind of see into the future. Yeah. So you can see a life for yourself and you're like, okay, I need to be there, but what's going on right now that that I'm blocking myself from being there because I know that's meant for me. Yeah. So it's like working today on the things that you know that you need to work through to kind of be able to live that vision because we don't give ourselves credit for what we can see for ourselves. We're always like minimizing our potential in in what our life should be by what other people portray of like um what it should be or not be I think as well I know for some clients that I've worked with it's also the fear of dreaming that fear of I'm not going to get it what do you think you are the typical comment that in the background who does she think who do who does she she think she is posting those things on social media yeah or like, think 
like and I, I know I, I've come up against that in so many different ways myself mm. and it's like you know it's almost us allowing other people to put that limiting belief mm. in for us that we won't even dream and we've come away from that imagine like that imagination process which is a form of manifestation it's a big part mm. of the manifestation process um but I see it with my clients where like I will say to them you know when every client works with me what we do is if they work for six months or 12 months what I always say to them is I want you to record a video of yourself speaking from the person you will be in six months time like yourself yeah your higher self your six months time I want you to sit in if you feel like dressing up grab a glass of champagne whatever it is you're celebrating but I want you to speak as if you've got to where you want to go and then in six months time I don't need to see it I can I can store it for them if they want to um but the idea is that at the end of that one they're able to speak or listen back and be like oh my god I've done that but also as well it's to help them realign when they feel really frustrated or like the times where they're like oh I don't want to do that it's almost being like well what would that hire what what does that six month version of me do what is she doing right now and how can I emulate her and step forward as her Mm -hmm. Higher self-work is one of the most powerful ways to kind of step into yourself when you tap into that energy of who you want to be. And also like asking yourself questions like, why am I stopping myself from putting that dress on or like doing my hair or like glamming up like what's what what limiting beliefs am I getting? Why am I stopping? What why am I not? wanting to shine in this way why am I arriving in this way to a room why am I afraid to kind of go and pick up the kids and actually like uh, wear a nice outfit like all these things that people do and women do to dim their light oh yeah I mean I my clients is like dimming all the time we're always dimming our light and how you show up to the world is what you're going to be getting back so like I give I I talk to my clients a lot about the importance of like taking care of yourself and like being like super selfish with taking care of your skin, taking care of of being like flirty with yourself and and put, getting that dress, putting it on, uh, go to work and dress up if you want to like be the one that's like dressing. Nothing to do clothes has nothing to do with it, but you showing your femininity and showing yourself as a feminine woman and you attracting it's a part of your femininity. Like you need to be attracting. And it's not about being perfect. It's not about being the most beautiful in the room. It's about you stepping into your higher self. How yeah. do you see yourself? Yeah. Oh, I see myself with long hair and a blue dress and, and blue heel, whatever. Like you get all the kind of different um, visions, you know, when, when you talk to your clients, you know, they give you all these different visions that, of themselves. And it's beautiful to see it. And then you're like, why? But why are you not that today? Why do you think you you have to kind of stop yourself from being there? Yeah. Oh, 100%. And I even catch myself doing it. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I... So basically, I had um, an eating disorder that I went down to like 50 kilos. I was really ill. I tried to go into bodybuilding. It was a whole thing. Um, and then over COVID, I put back on a lot of weight and a little mm-hmm. bit um and I know why and it's because it's teaching me to love myself regardless or like to nurture and look after myself as you said um but what I've noticed over the last while is I'm I struggle 
to put on nice clothes on a day-to-day basis um mm. and it's it's one it's because I'm like oh I'm not going anywhere but then the other part of that is like well actually why can't I like even if I'm going to change to go out for a walk or you know even if I'm not going to go outside my door today I can still look nice and feel good in the process um and I think that was a, a learned belief of like well why would you bother mm. you know yeah, why would you bother? Well, because you also don't want to attract attention to yourself because you don't want to shine. Yeah. You don't want anyone to look at you. We don't want to be seen. Yeah. We want we want to be invisible in yeah. a way. Yeah, and it's it's scary. And like also as well, because I'm a generator, naturally my aura also magnifies as well, like it's magnetic, as well as obviously it being in my feminine energy, which attracts. So I know when I stand in that energy, like it just naturally happens. I remember watching it years ago and I never understood what it was when I was in a really good space at some point um, years and years ago. And I used to, like, I used to say it, people used to think I was really like big ego with it, but I used to notice how people even driving along in their cars would turn and look at me. Or like if I walked into a really noisy room, people would turn. And I always really, I never understood it and now I do. So ever since I started this work, I think there's a part of me because of what I speak about and it feels so threatening to people. Like I use it as a form of my own defense mechanism and to, as mm-hmm. you said, myself small. Absolutely. You know, um, and it's, yeah, it's something that I really, I know I have to work through and I'm, I'm, I'm getting better ever since I came back from London. I'm like, no, no, no. Cause I was in the office. So I had to be dressed up um, and I felt better and I felt better in my, not, not that I was feeling bad in my body, but I felt like extra hmm, sassy. <laughs> I felt extra good. <laughs> yeah, and I, I have to say it's hard in Ireland to step into that. Yes. With the weather and everything, it's easier to put some tights on, put your wellies, like hair in your bun, and that's it. But you, you when you start doing it, you don't stop doing it. You get excited about like what are you going to wear. You get excited about what um what how you're gonna feel and also how you make other people feel because you're allowing so I'm giving the permission to people around me to dress up as well yeah because if you see me if I, I meet you for a coffee and I'm in my feminine embodiment when we see our higher self we don't see our higher self energetically we see our higher self physically yes so when we tap into that version of herself Neve when you see your higher self how does she look what's she wearing what's her energy is everything right it's not only like your energy so like when we are trying to align with that it's sometimes the spirit of our life that we're trying to align with our higher self and we still are not there we know there's like and something needs to shift but we're working towards it but the closer we are the more comfortable we are in physically also because we're aligning our soul energetically with our body so we want to find that alignment and it's not how you look it's how you feel yes yeah exactly Yeah. Yeah. And that's it. And that's like, you know, I I noticed that big shift in myself and I was like, okay, interesting. So I've tried to now re-emulate that. I mean, it's very hard on my bleed because right now Mm. I just want to be in my tracksuit bottoms under a duvet, but that's okay. (laughs) But, you know, it's, but it is, it's that feeling. There's nothing wrong with that. It's not that we're not meant to be doing that. It's just like, even like for work, for me, it's like when I do my sessions, I'm always like, that's my intention always okay in my sessions when I work with an edition I'm gonna dress up like I'm going to like an event and I'm gonna put a dress and I'm gonna put like 
my earrings, do my hair, put some makeup. You know, that's what I do. That's my intention because I know my higher self wants to be doing that kind of work in that level. Yeah. And I'm going to be stepping into that. And I don't care what other people think, but it, it takes a long, it takes a while. It's not one day to another. It's just, but it is always tapping with your higher self. Your high, it's the best work we can do with when we tap into that higher self energy. Yeah. And because we, we're seeing her, you, we see it as, as your sister, your loving sister. So it's like, oh, I want to be her. Yeah, it's like the only yeah. That's your essence. And when I do my readings, that's who I'm tapping with. I'm connecting with your higher self. I don't remember really, I, I really don't remember the readings that I do. So I don't really remember what I told you. Uh, I'm really like, I just like do a reading and then I, 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 it's just, they're so, gone so a lot yeah. of people come to me after and are like oh you said this i was like oh did i <laughs> so like it's a really powerful tool tapping into your higher self because we i can't tap into your higher self i can as a reader but like you are the best person that can tap into who you want to be and who you are as an essence because that's you your higher self is you without any limiting beliefs without any wounds without any conditioning it's yeah. your essence so how can you align with your higher self by healing, 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 decluttering, peeling all the layers and eventually stepping into her shoes, physically, yeah. emotionally, energetically. And that's why the pleasure part is so important, right? Because I think for a lot of us, what happens is we end up in the in the healing and we stay in the healing and then we stay suffering in the healing but if we're not experiencing pleasure, like if you look at the higher self, the higher self is experiencing pleasure, whether that's a five senses pleasure, whether it's because of how she feels in herself or how she's dressing or whatever aspect, there is a lot of pleasure, joy and happiness there. So we need to also be feeling that on a daily basis, because that's what our higher selves would be doing, too. So it's like this, as you said, it is clearing all of this stuff, but it's also the fine balance of then finding the pleasure because that's who our higher self is yeah yeah she's your higher self is always like super confident in her body no matter what body you have it's not about like um perfection at all actually a woman in their divine feminine energy is soft yeah. and it's there's like soft bits and there's bumps and there's softness in the belly the softness in the in the um, in their hips and women who do a lot of like crossfit and a lot of, i'm hoping i'm not gonna get attacked now by one but who are a lot of mus uh, muscle and not much body fat and softness they are actually most of the time their libido is uh pretty low and they maybe can't even like tap into that sexual energy in the way that a woman in the divine feminine kind and then also not only that a man in their divine masculine energy loves the softness and he doesn't want perfection in her woman she yeah. wants the, the 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 whole package of softness and and I love going into the history like humanity and how all these beautiful pictures of women that are like all like um even Marilyn Monroe Monroe look at her like it's, oh, she's like cool. a goddess and she she wasn't perfect you know so like um yeah remembering that softness is a huge quality of divine feminine energy divine feminine and we need to stop like looking at those pictures of all those girls that are totally ripped and like super muscular and don't have any scars no stretch marks no bumps like we need to move away from seeing that as you okay when I'm in that state I'm gonna be in my uh in my I'm gonna be able to feel sexy and and be I'm gonna dress up in a particular way no 
Men don't even like that, by no. the way. They're going for and that. It's so true because, like, even when I was at my smallest, my other half now, because I have boobs and a bum, and he's like, he loves it. And like, there's a part of him that hates the idea of me losing any weight because he's like, no, <laughs> I like you how you are. And it's it's funny because he's such a big gym goer, and that's actually how we originally connected all those years ago. Was the two of us were really big into the gym? Wow, interesting. Yeah. yeah, and like, I do want to go back to the gym personally at some point because I actually just enjoy that as a masculine activity mm. it's not to become extremely muscular and it's not to go into mm. crossfit and it's not to do all of these things that I would have done before mm-hmm. but I do feel it's a part of my journey to repair that relationship yeah. that I had with that exercise but it's really given me this idea of like I don't need it though because like at the moment you know I'm happy with my sensual yoga practices in the morning going out for my walks like I really, really enjoy that. And, you know, I do pole dancing as well. So I have a lot of feminine energy when it comes into my movement, which is why I wouldn't mind bringing the gym in to kind of give me a bit more of a linear um, movement. But if I didn't, it doesn't bother me. You know, I enjoy That's amazing. Too. Amazing that you're sharing that because I can relate to what you're saying in a deep, deep way. Yeah. Um, I, st- I did 10 years ago, 12 years ago, I started doing CrossFit and I was mad into CrossFit for five years like super crazy like I was never good enough apparently but then I look back and I'm like well super lean muscle you know like that crossfit body which it at the moment I didn't realize but my I had barely any body fat I wasn't skinny but I was like um, you know muscular in that way and my libido was yeah nowhere no I, I, I didn't feel sexy I didn't feel sensual I didn't feel it, the, the, no like I had to be six six times a week in the gym it was never enough I was never fit enough I was in, in now looking back I was in this like masculine energy and yeah I had to get out of it I got an injury and then eventually I got out of it by because I had I got an injury you know if not I would have continued and I we found my relationship with the gym in a different way and for me weightlifting not crossfit is my masculine container because I'm I'm so in my feminine energy, yoga and like I'm I'm naturally my feminine energy that I need that container to kind of hold me with low impact weightlifting and strength and conditioning. So it's totally lo- low impact. So it, it's not something that like raises my cortisol and b- gives me burnout. So that's super important as a woman when you're exercising that you're not like pushing yourself to the other side. I don't run anymore. Running is like a no for me. I feel like it's a sorry, it's personal obviously to everyone, but running for me, it like raised my cortisol and I feel burnout and I don't like it. I don't feel sensual. No, it's like, it's, uh, it's not for me. And it's just getting to know yourself so you can know what's better for you. And why you're doing it the most important part why are you doing it if you're doing it to punish yourself do not do it if you feel today Neve, that you're going to go to the gym and it's about changing your body in a way blah 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 don't do it start going when you decide that you're doing it to just like feel good yeah exactly and that's that's the biggest thing because actually at the moment i've been dealing with burnout over the last few months and so my my parasympathetic nervous system hasn't been kicking in properly um Mm. And I've been going to a chiropractor and we've been working with loads of different things that's been coming up. But one of the things I haven't been able to do is go back to the gym and I'm perfectly okay with it. I'm like, I will have yoga every day of the week. 
but it's interesting even my relationship with yoga originally started from wanting to keep fit because I started with ashtanga yoga and now I, yeah and now I don't even touch it I, yeah. I, I, the, even the word <laughs> I'm like no thank you um and it's really funny because you know the idea for me as you were saying like going back to the gym is to have that masculine container because Liam holds mine for so for so much of my time and we're around each other so often I'm always very much in my feminine energy but as you said I love having that place where I can have that outlet to bring in that masculine energy mm-hmm. in a very low impact way that's not going to raise my cortisol because I'm not going through burnout again it's not and you know what's interesting now in a spiritual I see everything through spiritual lenses so I also believe that weights when we are working doing this work we're both in the spiritual uh, kind of world and we're like using our intuition and uh, connecting with souls and all of that Uh, it can be very up in the upper chakras Mm -hmm. so weightlifting it's grounding it just brings you down to earth yeah. So for me, that is my, it kind of brings my, keeps my feet deeply grounded. Um, and, and it's like the weight kind of, burst. it's like, a, um, you know, the heavy blankets that yeah. that people put to regulate themselves. I have the same with weights. It's just like, I need to feel the, the, the weight bring me down. So it's really interesting to use it in a self-regulating way yeah. and to kind of cleanse you from like going up too much you know into the astral world exactly and I know I completely agree I actually think and that's probably why so many men particularly men in their masculine are attracted to weightlifting like my other half that's what he's done his whole life and it's actually how he processes his emotions because it keeps grounded so like if he's had a bad day no matter how stressed out he is he's like I need to go and that's his process and he's gone and he comes back and it's like done he's finished (laughs) and he always feels really grounded and I think you know myself and my best friend always go on about like sometimes we find men really attractive when like they've come home from the gym and as I said like now that you've said it I'm like it's not just the fact that he's been working out it's actually the fact that he probably feels more grounded to me because Liam kind of is a bit of my my grounding (laughs) I've had to work a lot over the last year of learning how to ground myself um Mm -hmm but he is a very grounding force in my life. So that's obviously why I also feel extra attracted to him because he's yeah. present then when he's grounded. Yeah. Oh, the masculine content, our masculine man has to be our rock. Yeah. He has to be that because we, our emotions are so like, they 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 move with the seasons, with the moon. So we need that constant kind of grounding earthy energy from our man that's why it's so difficult for women that are with somebody maybe a man that's made too emotional or like it's very like unpredictable so so important to find that uh safety in in the demand that you have 100 yeah no and i completely agree and i think what time is it oh i'm gonna have to finish up now um but what i was going to say is that i think i definitely want to have you back on the podcast because i think we could talk about different and um, but I want to say thank you so much for coming on to the podcast today it's awesome. been amazing I think listeners are going to get so much from this um, and especially around the, the divine feminine because I think you and I are kind of doing very aligned work in that way and um, that like having two women come on to speak about this work and not just me talking at people for an hour um, is really important as well to hear different um, different ways around it or people 
Definitely. Yeah. It's all the same, it's just different approaches. Exactly, 100%. But thank you so much for coming on today. Yeah. It's been an absolute honor. Um, and we'll definitely get you back on. because And I love the work that you're doing. I'm always following you on social media. And I'm like, yeah, you go, Neve. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, thank you. And that, again, has a lot to do with the soul reading you gave me that day. So <laughs> I am <laughs> um but yeah thank you so much and yeah I hopefully we will talk again soon um and to all the listeners if I would love for you to go and follow Josephina on Instagram her details are all in on the bio of the Spotify um podcast and yeah if you have any questions I can send you over to her she does amazing soul readings and she offers so much more um but yeah I'll hopefully talk to you all next week and I'll speak to you all soon Thank you so much for watching or listening to the Unbound Woman podcast. I just absolutely love when I receive your feedback, your shares on Instagram, comments, letting me know your DMs, your emails, saying how much you've enjoyed this episode or just the podcast in general. And it really just lights me up and allows me to continue recording and gives women a voice here. I love sharing with you all the beautiful women that I come into contact with to raise their awareness, pass on their message for you to meet other women in this space. Maybe you resonate with them. Maybe you love the message that they have. Maybe you for the first time ever heard something and you had like a mic drop or a light bulb moment. And that's what this beautiful podcast is all about. So I would love if you could share this podcast again, as I said, on Instagram, email me, give me some comments, provide a review, or just simply share it with somebody, share it with your mum, with your aunts, with your friends, with your colleagues, with whoever you think this will benefit, because the more we spread the word, the better, the more information women can have in their hands for free, because it's their goddamn fucking right the better and that's what this podcast is here for to bring that awareness in all different ways so thank you once again for just being absolutely fucking amazing for showing up with me every time I release an episode and what I would like to offer you is if you go to my website www.spiralwithneve.com I would love if you could sign up for my newsletter and what you receive is a free create your own pleasure practice guide. This beautiful guide was created by me on how to create your own daily ritual or pleasure practice and how to bring pleasure into your life on a more regular basis. Because you know what? You fucking deserve it. You are a queen. You are a goddess. And the time is now. And I send you all my love and I'll speak to you all next week.